Christ Jesus lay in death's strong bands is Richard Massey's translation of Christlog in Todesbanden by Martin Luther. Dating from no later than 1524, the year of the first Lutheran hymnal, it is something of a riff on the medieval Liza Christ ist erstanden, which is itself something of a riff on the historic Easter sequence, Victime Pascali Laudas. In the Lutheran tradition, Christ Jesus Lay is the chief hymn for Easter Day. More than once I've heard said something to the effect of, we can't sing this on Easter, it's in a minor key. That's absurd. The chorale is firmly in the modal system, which predates the major minor tonal system by centuries, and mode 1, the mode of the chorale, is not at all equal to what we think of as minor. And even if it were, there's still a false dichotomy at play. Major is not the same thing as happy, and minor is not the same thing as sad. And truly, there is nothing sad about Christ Jesus lay in death's strong bands. It tells in picturesque detail the story of Christ's redemption of humanity through his vicarious atonement for our sin and the defeat of Satan, or the Christus Victor. Right off the bat, Christ Jesus lay in death's strong bands for our offenses given. It is specifically for our sins that Christ had to die. Stanza 2 relates how these sins were beyond man's power to atone. No son of man could conquer death, such ruin sin had wrought us. For innocence dwelt not on earth, and therefore death had brought us into bondage from of old. Yet in stanza 3, the Christus Victor asserts itself. Christ Jesus, God's own son, came down, his people to deliver, and sin destroying took the crown from death's pale brow forever. Stripped of power, no more he reigns, an empty form alone remains. His sting is lost forever. And this continues in stanza 4 with some of the hymn's most memorable language, at least in the English translation, that is. It was a strange and dreadful strife when life and death contended. The victory remained with life, the reign of death was ended. The award for most memorable language in the German, however, goes to stanza 5. In English, Here our true Paschal Lamb we see, whom God so freely gave us. He died on the accursed tree, so strong his love, to save us. The German is more raw, supplying a crucial image lacking in the English, literally. Here is the true Easter Lamb offered up by God, high on the trunk of the cross, roasted in hot love. The Old Testament requirement that the Passover lamb be roasted whole was fulfilled as Jesus was roasted in hot love on the cross to atone for our sin. Imagine singing those words on Easter. The stanza goes on to complete the Passover imagery. See, his blood doth mark our door. Faith points to it, death passes over, and Satan cannot harm us. Stanza 6 details the joy that flows from the preceding stanzas. Christ is himself the joy of all, the sun which warms and lights us. By his grace he doth impart eternal sunshine to the heart. The night of sin is ended. And stanza 7 is a paraphrase of 1 Corinthians 5, verses 7 to 8, which is the historic communio for Easter Day. 
Christ our Passover is sacrificed, therefore let us celebrate with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Luther would have sung this text on Easter for years as a choir boy and a monk, and so it was natural for him to bake it into the final stanza of his chorale. And really, what better way is there to end? Then let us feast this Easter day on Christ, the bread of heaven. The word of grace hath purged away the old and wicked leaven. Christ alone our souls will feed. He is our meat and drink indeed. Faith lives upon no other. Alleluia.